Hi there, listener. You're about to experience Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games, and there will be plenty of game talk, but also copious amounts of crude, off-color, offensive, and immature speech. So if you are of a rather sensitive humor constitution, we're just letting you know what you're in for with this show. It has games. It has jokes. You know, just games and jokes. Take the games, take the jokes, and have a good time. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another Tadpog podcast. It's a show where two, okay, three, three old guys... Well, okay, well, two not, two old guys. He's not 30 yet. Okay, but two old guys <laughs> and one younger guy, well, they played old games. I didn't play games. So just, it's a, it's a bunch of guys that did stuff and didn't do stuff. It's whatever. Yeah, that's how we There were. you go. <laughs> two, two of us went to a, an arcade convention, um, and then one of us stayed home and worked. So we're going to talk about your work week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so how'd everything go? I made 40 pounds of mashed potatoes. I was going to ask yeah. about the potatoes. How's Karen in accounting doing? <laughs> bitch, she don't give a fuck. <laughs> Well, you know, you have an HR department, right? You can probably bring it up with them. Yeah. They're pretty nice. They're pretty nice so far. Could it doesn't you... hurt when your mom's the CEO of the credit union either. They're pretty nice. Oh, man. Um, Who are you? You want to roll right into it? I mean, I'm your bearded host, Tyler, and yeah. I guess I have one bathroom story. My my bathroom work story? my work bathroom. We also have we have things to eat. Let's eat some things. You want to eat some let's things? Eat some things. Yeah, let's, I would let's like make this to have at least one of those. A strictly arcade expo stuff, and I'll save a, a bathroom story. Because <laughs> what you handed me here, because I've never, I've never seen this before. That's why, I'd, out of this pile of stuff, you have. So this is Pocky, which I love Pocky, uh, but this is cookies and cream. So Pocky cookies and cream covered biscuit sticks, artificially flavored. Mm, okay. You sound like you didn't believe it. <laughs> what? No, there's no way this isn't real cookies and cream. You didn't get this fresh from the Pocky Farmer's Market this morning? <laughs> Organically sourced Pocky. But yeah, I guess uh, moving ahead just a little bit, Like, uh, I, one of the things that I did while we were up in Chicago is I went to a, uh arcade called uh, Round One, which is a Japanese chain of arcades. Uh, over here, it's kind of like a Dave & Buster's for uh, Weeaboo's. You know, like, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the annoying anime uh-huh. fans, you know, they got, uh, they got, like, I got a little Gundam model from my tickets and I also got like the little, uh, uh, Hello Panda things and, you know, just Japanese candy stuff. Mm. Yeah. It so. is. Uh, we're actually, we're going to talk about the arcade expo this episode. We are going to talk about round one on Wednesday's episode. Mm-hmm. So stay, mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. But here's a little, here's a, uh, spoiler. Very, very, very loud in there. Yes. That is the loudest building I think I've been in that uh, a concert wasn't going on. Yeah, part of it... Well, okay, we'll, we'll the, get to the that. arcade yeah, we'll, expo? No, the uh, round one. Oh, okay. It was just like a wall of sound. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, I'm going to try this. Gonna... All right. Yeah. What is Cookies and Cream Pocky? Cookies and mm-hmm. Cream Pocky. Just nibble on this a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Tastes like every other Cookies and Cream thing's ever had, but... yeah. So they were right. It is cookies and cream flavored. They weren't yep. lying. It says that on the package. Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate description in Not a Starburst. Not bullshit, we promise. <laughs> See, that would make me more more suspicious. 
if they have to insist. You have trust issues, don't you, Paul? A little bit. (laughs) I'm on triple fist this podcast. Damn. Oh. I've never seen a man eat three at once. (laughs) (laughs) Just taking so many in his mouth, right right there. (laughs) So much cream. That's an abomination against God, right? (laughs) (laughs) You're an authority on that, Paul. She couldn't tell us. Oh, man. What's up, Internet? I'm Dave, and Paul has given me a sensationally chewy fruit candy called High Chew. That is what I chose from his uh, Big Bag O Weeaboo, which I am going to try right now. I'm going to hand one to everybody here at the table. This is what it sounds like to open one of these. Very Japanese. I'm sure you can tell from the sound. Oishi! <laughs> There you go. Okay. There you go. Like taffy. Do you think there's j- Japanese jokes on the inside of the wrapper? <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of xenophobic shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, just, just talking so much shit about the Chinese. <laughs> Instead of Bazooka Joe, it's like, what, Fat Boy Jim? And it's all about <laughs> bomb dropping. It's really, it's really tasteless. <laughs> the candy or the or the the joke? The jokes. <laughs> Candy's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. This is sensationally chewy. Mm-hmm. Have you ever eaten tree sap? No. I remember, Have you? Yeah. <laughs> too really? many times. I remember being out in the woods with one of my friends who was telling me that that's what, that tree sap is basically Native American gum. <laughs> okay. So then they would eat it and chew it like gum, and it was great. So we would go throw the trees in the woods, eating whatever little pools of tree sap we could oh. find. I feel like after the first one, you would get that this wasn't the best prospect. No, no, it wasn't. It, really, it was really bad. <laughs> this is that. This is that chewy. Mm-hmm. I'll get thirty seconds to just chew in. Just chewing um, noises. That's it. That's how we roll. Yeah, get that foley. I should have chosen a Hello Panda cookie. <laughs> this wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. It was pretty good. It it reminded me too much of gum. Mm. Like it, I didn't want to swallow it. It's my, barely, like, yeah. It's almost gum. My natural reaction every time I tried to swallow it is like, Whoa, no, <laughs> no. You've trained not. yourself. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta relax my gag reflex. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what Tyler tells me. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna get sick again. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna do that, put your mascara on. <laughs> Uh, I need the full experience. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Paul. I'm uh, your guest host. I'm I'm back in the studio. The the, the recurring guest of three amigos right here. That's right. <laughs> uh, three amigos cast where we yeah. spend every episode talking about the full motion feature movie. Three amigos. <laughs> I could do that for like ten episodes. You think you could do ten? Yeah, I could do ten. I could do probably <laughs> one and a half. And I'd run out of things to say. <laughs> I, I would just repeat myself. Man, that was a funny movie, wasn't it? I could do what one on El Guapo and just sweaters. El Guapo. <laughs> I would just I would just keep on trying to redirect the conversation to Galaxy Quest. <laughs> it's basically the same premise. Uh, on this episode, we're going to uh, teach you guys how to fool a Mexican gang uh, <laughs> by making your own fake army out of clothes and straw. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Spoilers. <laughs> Our tried and true full of cartel episode. <laughs> I would like a I would love a gritty reboot of the three amigos that's 20 <laughs> minutes long and ends with the grisliest murder scene you've ever it's seen. Just them and Juarez. Just yeah. <laughs> oh man. 
I'm sorry, Paul. Your intro has been hijacked. Uh, I, I don't really have a lot to bring to the thing. I mean, I guess I can hand out some of this uh, Hello Panda. We can try that. All right. Because you guys haven't tried the vanilla cream ones, have you? I don't uh, think so. I, I don't think, think I just so. the strawberry. Yeah, Hello Panda, they're like these little... Uh, Cookies that so are uh, uh, are full of they are oh, really good. the so ones good. that I'm familiar with have uh, chocolate cream in them, but these have vanilla. That's so. probably the most American Japanese dessert I've ever had because it's sweet or it's really sweet. Yeah, it's like uh, it hits all the points that an American dessert should, and it's yeah. shaped like a burger, and it, it's shaped like a burger, and it's got and it's got a bear on it. A hamburger, yeah. hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you guys can pick up the slack on my, All right, so my poor Japanese. Get one of these. This is a vanilla cream Hello Panda. Mine's holding a balloon. Yeah, that mine is, is. It is way more cookie than I've ever had before in a Hello Panda. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's not yeah. much not much vanilla in mine. It's pretty good. I think the chocolates are better. I like it still. Yeah, Yeah, the chocolates are better. Mm -hmm. All this Japanese stuff, so I'm going to have to, I'm going to re-Americanize with this can of Yoohoo. I was just about to ask you if you had a fucking can of Yoohoo. I I haven't had a Yoohoo in a very long time. So let's see how this goes. I didn't know they came in cans. I thought they were exclusively bottles. This was in like a sleeve 12-pack at Walmart. Yep. (laughs) Really? Yep. Yep. It was on sale, so I was like, okay. What's the calorie count in a Yoohoo? This can is 170. Wow, I couldn't do. I mean, well, it's not as bad as a that's Coke. not as bad as a soda. Yeah. yeah, but it's yeah, it's of course a chocolate drink. This is not, <laughs> not chocolate. chocolate milk. Milk. <laughs> uh, there's a sticker over that. We're says, not fooling anybody. <laughs> the government insists that we tell you this is not chocolate milk. <laughs> Water, high fructose corn syrup, whey from milk, and then less than two percent cocoa. <laughs> hmm. uh, all right, let's give it a shot. <laughs> Would you have you ever had milk from a can? That seems like a bad idea, milk right? Milk from a can. I would not trust it. Yeah, I know, right? I've had coconut milk from a can. Right, but just That's like it. just straight, like straight up milk from a cow. Uh-huh. It's got to be in a carton or a bag. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? How's the yuho? Tastes like watered down chocolate milk. You guys, you guys want to have the experience again? When was the last time you had a Yoohoo? Um, I haven't had a YouTube, a YouTube, <laughs> uh, probably since YouTube go. existed. I, I would like to try a sip. Thank you. That does bring me back. Take a sip of this. I remember uh, I used to love though. It's, I don't know. It's kind of different out of a glass bottle. Yeah. 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 So I mean, still, it's all right. It's okay. Can't say I'm going to keep buying it, but it's all right. <laughs> Yeah, it was fine to have on sale. <laughs> well, one down, 11 to go. <laughs> I have to live with my regret for at least one more week. <laughs> I'll just get really drunk and then drink 11 more. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, no one, loves a, no one loves a drunk like a good you who drunk. <laughs> I just imagine you waking up in bed, just yellow, empty cans crunching over your body. <laughs> Uh, so you guys wanna you wanna get to it? You wanna talk about the arcade expo? Yeah, tell me, tell yep. me. Okay, so let's start from square one. Right. What is this? Okay, so let's uh, let's go even further back than start that. From square zero. <laughs> square zero. Start from uh, circle. We um. All right. So this we we mentioned this on a previous episode, but we randomly mm-hmm. received press passes to uh, an arcade convention that was in Rosemont, Illinois. 
which blew my mind. I, I was kind of on a lark that I asked for press passes. It was like, ah, oh, we're not getting these. Uh, so it's like, ah, can we have press passes? And then like we heard back from them saying, yeah, give us our names. Uh, unfortunately, by that time, um, Tyler, your work schedule had already been made yeah, out. Yeah, it's like what you were going to leave on. Like the convention started on Friday. And like she told us, like Wednesday. Yeah, we got so confirmation like, yeah, on Wednesday, so it wasn't it wasn't able to happen uh, for you. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I really wish that it could. Any other time, I probably might have been able to finagle my way off, but yeah. like work's just like it's it's bad right now. So yeah. Um. Well, I think that we should write a sternly written letter to your <laughs> supervisor mm-hmm. <laughs> and the lady who didn't tell us about yes until like two weeks after the original message. No. Yeah. <laughs> No, just anything to get you in trouble at work. Let's okay, do that. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I don't like insurance anyway. No, <laughs> it's overrated. Um, although, don't get me off on a political tangent because uh, because could, we need to make America great again. It's all. It's all I'm gonna say. It's all I'm gonna say. All, don't get me started. All I'm gonna say is that our policies might go up uh, to twenty two percent this year. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. It might be it might be more affordable to just save the money instead of paying the insurance. <laughs> Damn Obama. Man, found a diocese and look over the dead. So we did we got invited to the arcade video and game room expo uh, 2016, uh, which was in Rosemont, Illinois, which is aka Chicago. It's pretty much Chicago. Yeah. Um and that ran from August 25th to uh, August 27th. And we, Paul and I, just made it back um, 30 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. I haven't even gone so it's home. it's all fresh. It is, mm-hmm. it is all fresh. Yeah. I didn't go home. I went straight here to, to Blanket Fort so that we could record. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, and, and Paul, uh, thanks for coming to the expo with me. Yeah, no problem. Um, this was fun. Because I did not want to go alone because I am a big scaredy cat. <laughs> um, I, um, I'm really glad that I went to this. This was the inaugural. Uh, inaugural? That's probably how inaugural, you say that word. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, is the, this is the first time they've done this thing. And it was um, it was a lot of fun. They had um, they had panels set up, but like the biggest draw for me was um, the game floor, because they had arcade games, they had cabinets ship, shipped in and set up. There were probably five to six rows of games um, that were set back to back. So they had a nice selection. Mm. Pretty much everything was set on free play. Um, not everything was. Yeah, there were a couple that were weird, like a couple where the just the coin mechanism was unlocked, so you could reach in there and trip the little thing. I've learned that over at a over at a game, game galaxy. galaxy. And then show. there and then there were there were a fair amount where they don't have a free play setting, but there was like a button that had been built into the coin mechanism that you could just press to make it trip the thing, so that you uh, got a credit whenever you press that button. Um, but there. I think there were maybe two machines that we just couldn't figure out how to add a credit to. Yeah, the um, uh, the Sonic Fighter, Sonic yeah, what, there, Sonic Championship. Yeah, Sonic Championship. <laughs> that was there. Which is kind of like Virtua Fighter in that it's really hard to control for not a lot of for not a lot of uh, payoff. The novelty on that game wears off very fast. <laughs> I think it was like halfway through the first fight, I was like. Uh, I think I'm done. <laughs> I really like playing. I like playing as Tails, but uh, okay, the novelty's off. Yeah, 
But uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, they they had a lot of stuff. They had um, uh, some pinball tables there. Like I I remembered somebody there mentioned that this was kind of an offshoot of a uh, pinball themed convention or expo. Pinball or expo. Whatever you Actually, call it. my I'm still wearing my uh, bracelet. Yeah, that, that got me in. I don't know if you read yours, but it actually reads Pinball Expo. Ah, okay. Yes, yours is all squished up. Yeah, I've been trying to take it off because I'm not good at getting these wristbands from these things off. So, so they are they are connected um, somehow, and I know the I overheard that next year they're planning on rolling it into one. They're yeah. planning on having oh, the, okay. it like be pinball and arcade. Yeah, at um, the end of that. Yeah. Uh, well, I like the tables that they had there, the pinball machines that they had there, because mm-hmm. they had um, they had the Guns Ghostbusters and Roses. Machine. Yeah, Ghostbusters, an all male Ghostbusters, which is a weird concept. Yeah, you know, I, you know that's <laughs> it's about, it's about the, fucking time. Yeah, really. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we we really we really needed a win, you know. <laughs> Like it's just so hard we to, to be break a white the glass male. ceiling. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it is really hard to be a white male. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, that that was that was the newest. Right, one that Paul Cool. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad that you mentioned Paul Cluel, Um, because he sent me something in the mail to open as an intro, and because I came straight here, I wasn't able to get home to grab that. Mm. So, Paul, I received it. Hang on. I will open it. And Tyler, he's got something coming for you too. So this might Perfect. actually not no Just not you. not you as well. The band you too. He mailed something <laughs> to you. He, too. he knows we know Bono. Right. Please pass this on to Bono. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and the Edge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said it was really weird. Something about making sure that you don't open it. I don't know. <laughs> um, so he's something's coming for you. And this might actually work out well, so that we can maybe open both of his packages yeah. on the same episode. Sounds good. So all right. Um, I was, what were we saying? Oh, how uh, hard it is tables. to be white in America <laughs> <laughs> and have a penis. Let's back up one from that and oh, talk about right. pinball. Pinball, um, right. They, they also had, did you, did you have a chance to play the uh, Hobbit or Wizard of Oz tables? No, I didn't even see those there. They were on the uh, other wall. Uh, like it, it was like an exhibitor that had, that had them. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh right. Okay. But uh, yeah, they were there on free play. Like, and they had like um, full like because a lot of pinball tables, you know, they'll just have like the DMD display. I think that's I think that's the word they use. Like where it's just like lights that kind of make pictures. Right. You know that kind of thing. But um, it, like they had like full light TV brights. screens. That's what they're yeah, called light brights. Light <laughs> But they had, like, full TV screens using clips from the movies that they would do. And I'm very bad at those. I don't know. There's only a few pinball tables that I'm like, oh, I'm actually pretty good at this. You know, like uh, Terminator 2 treats me pretty well. On occasion, Doctor Who treats me all right, mm-hmm. you know, and Medieval Madness I can do okay on. But, That's a fun um, table. But, yeah, I just wanted to give Chris Edler a real boner there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I hope that he can join us next year. And he, we need to ask him if he can come up, especially if they roll up the Pinball Expo. And yeah, definitely, definitely. But, um, but, yeah, like, the thing about those two new tables is that they're made by a different company, uh, Jersey Jack, which I feel are uh, – I think that those are the two tables that they've made. Honestly, I might be talking on my ass here, but I'm pretty sure they they made both of them. And uh, the thing that I noticed is that they 
like a lot of pinball scores like super crazy high. Yeah. You know, like uh, one of the tables there, the Guns N' Roses, like the pop bumpers all are worth like a hundred million points yeah. right there. And I'm just kind of like, I did play that game. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, uh, they like the Jersey Jack tables, like, you know, like, there's stuff that's worth, you know, like 10, 50 points. I think like anything outside of like mission stuff is worth no more than like a couple hundred points. And so they actually give you letters, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, they, it, like I would just be done after a short game and I have a score of like, you know, like 6,000 and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm going to shoot myself. This was terrible. <laughs> You know, just I'd be so good at pinball in 1958. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, the, uh, so uh, so those were neat tables. It's interesting to see them kind of you know, in some of the more modern machines. You know what they're doing with that. You know, I wish I had something interesting to say about the playfield, but you know, I mean, it's more pinball. They got like toys picking up stuff and like you know moving them over there. Like the the Ghostbuster table had like a little slimer that like you could. Uh, launch the ball like through like you flip flip the thing to try and hit him because he's moving back yeah he's like a Slimer action figure like imagine the Slimer toy that you had as a kid Mm -hmm. and they essentially have that um, on a lever that you try to hit with the ball, yeah. and then way in the back, I never he never came into play for me. Mm-hmm. They have the state parf, uh, state puff marshmallow man. Yeah, uh, related <laughs> to the state parf. I don't know what state, that is. state parf. Star parf. That's the, that's the the Tater Day knockoff. Yeah. <laughs> the, the state parf marshmallow man. That, that's actually my favorite thing to order at Fazoli's is the the, the chicken stuff parf. <laughs> the, the the other thing that I thought was cool on the Ghostbusters table, they had like this one little thing, like one of the. I think it's a I think it's called an orbit um like the thing on the side where they had like you know it looks like there's just a ghost in the way but right. it's just a hologram, the hologram. you know that animated just, yeah it like really a little cool. animated hologram and uh, mm. the first time that I hit through that I was just like oh shit I didn't even notice that's how that was working I feel kind of stupid for not noticing mm. but it was it, it was really neat that know? machine was in use the entire convention yeah like I mean it was like it was so rare to find someone not on it yeah. um, because it was like, if someone wasn't on it, someone was there waiting for it to be open. Yeah. 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 But, uh, good stuff. They, they have that, uh, at an arcade, not too far from me called a flashback. Like they just recently got that. Uh, and, uh, I'm going to have to check that out at some point. Um, I, I like the pinball stuff. I'm not huge into pinball. Um, but I did like that Ghostbusters machine. Yeah. I uh, I thought they had a good selection of actual arcade cabinets there too. Definitely, definitely. There were games there that I hadn't heard of, and there were a lot of classic games there too. There's games. There were games there that I hadn't thought of in years. Um, Virtual on. Oh yeah, is one. Yeah. What? Okay, you know this game because this game was in our local pocket change. Uh, virtual or, on. Or, virtual yep. on. Um, it is a mech based fighter. Where um, there, it's a it's a huge cabinet, right, mm-hmm. with seats in it, um, and then you sit in the seats, one on each side, and there there's like this um, like black divider. mirror kind of yeah. divider, so you can't see the other person's screen, but you're side by side with the other person, and then instead of like a steering wheel for like a racing game, there are two uh, joysticks essentially uh, that you use to control the mechs. And they have triggers, and they have buttons on top. And it's all, like, polygonal. 
and like all the characters, everything's rendered um, and, and polygons. And there are, um, it's a, you fight on a battlefield and each character kind of has its own like theme. Mm-hmm. Like there is a very like, there's a pink female-ish. Mm. It's man. very mm. obviously Sailor Moon. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, absolutely. That's It's Sailor Moon bot. Um, there is a... Unfortunately, the character I was not good at all at this game. I like to go ahead and just say right from the beginning, <laughs> that Paul like beat me at everything uh, that we played together, <laughs> except for Domino Man. Suck it, Domino uh, Man champion. Bully cannot be stopped. <laughs> that's, bully cannot be stopped. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. Uh, like. Because they have like the little tutorial thing for it, and they're explaining. Okay, so what you want to do is lay down these dominoes along this track and keep people from knocking them down. That's the thing. So you have to fill out the thing before somebody can knock it down. And uh, like most of the people, you can just like push out of the way and avoid the bees. And but then there's like a big one that it just like he walks out, and the t- tutorial just says, "Bully cannot be stopped." <laughs> I got a picture of that, and I'm just like, "Ain't that the truth?" <laughs> <laughs> no matter what you do, bully cannot be stopped. <laughs> so I was I was happy to see virtual on there because I hadn't played that since probably late middle school, early high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never got to play it because every arcade that I was in, like it was always like seventy five cents or more. Yeah, it was, was expensive, just like, and I was just like. I could do that or I could play like three credits on, you know, something that I know that I like, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I played it once, I think exactly. And then it was like, oh, that was over fast. Uh, (laughs) Back to the Simpsons for me. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, they, they had one that was kind of interesting. It was a, uh, it's like a pool. It was a pool table. This was the first one we played where they had like a couple of pool cues and like a little pool table that you would set a, uh, uh, cue ball on, you know, and they had like different balls on the screen, you know, t- that you, you're supposed to knock into the pockets, you know, and so you would hit the physical ball and depending on where it hit in the little, in, the, in uh, at the end of the little table that they have, it would, uh, it would figure out what angle it's, it's going on the hmm. screen, you know, I mean, it's a, it, it was a cheap gimmick thing, but it, I was, I was still like, this is, it this was is novel. neat. You know, I'm I'm glad I played it once, and then I was like, okay, I don't need to do that again. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the other. That's the only other game I think that I won against you. Yeah. So, so yeah. the the games that no one even gives a shit about, <laughs> Domino Man, uh, which I barely got a higher score than Paul, uh, and then I'm sorry, but I straight fucking destroyed you on the pool game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all like other 65 other games, uh, soundly was uh, thwomped. Oh man! What was was there anything like incredibly unique there, like or or rare or old? Like what what really stood out to you? Uh that that cold. What was that? What was the beer game? Oh, Tapper, not Tapper. Um, oh, the, um, the one that's it's it's called it's just called ice. That was cold just beer. the bar, ice cold beer. Yeah, <laughs> where's the what's the game that got me real drunk? <laughs> But, ice cold beer. Yeah, ice cold was the beer. Name of the game. Sure <laughs> Seriously, it's an old Taito game. <laughs> it's like a physical thing where you know there uh, there's not any video component to it, but uh, it's like this vertical thing. You know, it's got holes all the way through it, and uh, you've got like this uh, bar 
and so you've got two control sticks. You know, you move one up, and like one side of the bar will come up, and vice versa with the other one. So, so you're moving either end of this horizontal bar. Yeah, and, and there's, uh, a, there's and, a ball. Yeah, like a ball. Right. When you start the game, a ball will come out onto it, and so you're trying to balance it on that thing. You know, move it from side to side because certain holes on the uh, on the screen will uh, light up, and it's like okay, that's where you're trying to get the ball to. So you have to move the bar up enough uh, up in such a way that it gets the ball to that while avoiding all of the other holes like it's it's a little bit like that a uh, labyrinth the wooden labyrinth yeah, the the labyrinth labyrinth that. yeah. yeah. but it's all vertical and yeah. like super monkey ball yeah yeah <laughs> yeah a little bit so, uh, but yeah, that was that was an interesting one. And then, like, I think like three games into it, it stopped it working for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which I felt bad. Uh, yeah. What was the beer concept then? I have no I have idea. No idea. <laughs> other than I, it might have just been an advertisement that was painted on the maybe, side of it. <laughs> maybe it's supposed to be like foam or something. I don't. Yeah, that's a fucking stretch. Because yeah. that was like confusing me too. I was yeah. standing there, kind of befuddled. Like, okay, I guess ice cold beer. Is yeah. the name of this game. I don't know what to tell you about that. I guess reverse plinko was taken. <laughs> <laughs> what were there any of the like the like physical games that like the arm wrestler or like the punching bag? You have to punch to see how hard you get. They had or... that can. They had yeah, a can crushing. It was game. never. It was never on, which made me sad. But um, there was a thing where uh, like you would. Uh, I guess it's designed to like test your strength or something, you know, like you would push down on this thing and it would crush like a little, little can, you know, that they had on the thing, you know, uh, I don't know exactly how I wanted to see it in action. We didn't get, we didn't, yeah, yeah we didn't get to play it because I don't know if it was just a matter of it on. never, it was never plugged in or what, but you know, I wasn't going to mess around with the electronics at this thing. So, you know, I mean, it was just uh, like, I wish that I could have done that, but that was the closest thing to like any kind of strength tester or anything like that, that we, that we saw there. Um, they, uh, was it just the honor system that you're not going to fuck anything up? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, to be fair, just about any arcade is kind of like that, you know, where it's just, you know, we have these machines here, you know, and like, please don't spill drinks on them. Yeah. Everyone, everyone there was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like there I mean, everyone was there having fun. Like, I think there's kind of this thing where it's like, if you're if you're paying for a badge or traveling for there, I, I think it's pretty. I think they kind of expect that. I mean, no one's gonna like pay yeah, the money. No one's coming in, in just to wreck. Shit. Right, exactly. <laughs> so next year we should do that. No, <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, they, um, I. I wish that the con had been marketed a little better. I assume that's the problem because yeah. it seemed the crowd seemed a little thin. Yeah, like it, it's this I'm, was a really cool experience. To be I, fair, it helped us because we didn't have to wait in line long for right. pretty much anything. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, we were able to just get into everything yeah. and like play whatever we wanted to play whenever we wanted to play it. It did make me feel a little sad though because this was a cool thing. Yeah, and I, I and want, to be fair, the more people that come, the more likely it is that there's going to be more machines on the floor. Right. They can rent out a larger space, right. you know, all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there is that. I mean, like like Paul said, worked out for us because we were mm -hmm. able to do a lot of stuff and not have to wait. Um, but it, it was a really cool convention, uh, and hopefully that hopefully it catches on. Yeah. But this isn't a long drive for me. Um, so, like, I, I would definitely drive five and a half hours. That's what I drive for Dragon Con. Mm -hmm. I would do this again next year for yeah. sure. Yeah. What what was what was there to do besides just like play in the game room? 
they had panels. Uh, they had a schedule. What um, kind of panels? Like um, they had. Okay, so we haven't mentioned the big thing, and that is that Billy Mitchell was here, um, which I can. And this, I can talk about. I can talk about Billy Mitchell probably for like. Uh, three hours. We'll, we'll get to that. It, like, just in, in, so, in, in case anybody, and the King of Kong, if anybody is unfamiliar, the uh, the guy who got the first perfect game of Pac Man, and uh, in King of Kong is is presented as the Lord Voldemort, kind of a of kind of a gamers. dick. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's portrayed. He's definitely the villain. Yeah, I think it's fair to say he's the villain in in King of Kong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So he spoke a lot at the at the con, and mm. I remember like okay when we showed up there, it wasn't too much later that Billy Mitchell showed up on the floor, like on the yeah. floor with the arcade games, and I felt and he just didn't send in play videos for you guys to like. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like immediately I was like weirdly like intimidated. Um, <laughs> this man has like. He he fucking oozes charisma. Yeah, that is not like you cannot pick up on it from watching King of Kong. Like he comes off as a really, he comes off as kind of a we oh, like a weird guy. I think in King of Kong. Yeah, that is not the case. He comes off as a stereotypical like used car salesman. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that's probably like a better way to put it. And yeah. like that that didn't come through in person. Like he was like. I mean, it was one of those things where it's like when I when I saw him, um, he was. It's weird, but it was like he just seemed like um, an entity. Does that make? <laughs> I mean, I know that yeah, sounds crazy, no, it. but it was just like, oh shit, Billy Mitchell's here. Yeah, and it's like he's he's he walks in like he owns the place, mm-hmm. um, and it is like he's shaking hands. You know, people are talking to him, and he's yeah. being really uh, nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a picture with him. You know, uh, and uh, he, you know, he, you know, first of all, I'm just like, hey, could I could I get a picture? And he's just, oh yeah, sure, sure. Um, and then like he just does this thing. He's like, hey, your hair's kind of messed up. You know, like, and you know, like, it was just one of the. Oh, I get it. Because yeah. Paul shaves his head. Yeah. For, for anybody listening, you can't see Paul right now. Yeah. So you know, it was just one of those things where it's just, ah, that's that's cute. you know, but you know, like, I don't know, just the little bit of interaction I had with him because you went to the actual panel where he was speaking. I but, did. Um, but like, you know, I mean, after uh, you know, I I knew what what I had seen in King of Kong, and now that I'm now that I've actually met him in person, I think that it's a thing that. He is confident in everything that he says to the point of sheer arrogance, but he is able to back that up with like a 23 charisma, you know, like there's just something about him that just seems effortlessly charming. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, none of that came through in King of Kong. No, I didn't expect it. I really didn't expect it. Mm -hmm. But like, he is an extremely charismatic man. Yeah. Um, I watched, um, so the last thing that I did at the con was they showed a movie called Man vs. Snake. Um, Have you heard of it? Mm -mm. Um, It is a, it is a movie about a guy named Tim McVeigh who they who they they do there there is a they, they make it a point in the movie to like explain that it's not Tim not that McVay, one right yeah not that one the good one not the dead one <laughs> right <laughs> just a super dark movie turns out he likes video games not the one who ate mint chocolate ice cream and then was executed <laughs> I think you mean cookies and cream uh, Pocky, right? <laughs> I remember, I, I don't know, it was strangely fascinating, this article I read about death row inmates' last meals, and it lists just all all the, 
they apparently they they're not a thing anymore because people were fucking with it. But like all the famous serial killers, and people who'd been put to death, like what they requested, and Timothy McVeigh was like three pints of mint chocolate chip ice cream. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Did he just did he just pee like mint colored? <laughs> <laughs> Never got a chance, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, all oh, right. Yeah, so, yeah. Man versus Snake. Uh, they showed the movie. It was great. The movie's about, uh, t- about Tim McVeigh, uh, who was, he got a billion points in a game called Nibbler. And they make a point in the movie where it's like, no one knows what fucking Nibbler is. <laughs> and it's Snake, essentially. You know, the, the game on your oh, cell phone. Okay. But it's, there's a maze element to it. Um, and he was the, he got a billion points. He was the first person to get a billion points. And they, um, all of a sudden it's revealed that he's not the only person who did it. Someone in Italy claims that they did it. Um, so it follows the story about Tim McVeigh, um, essentially trying to reclaim his title. Mm -hmm. Uh, it has a King of Kong feel to it, but it's not, you know, it's, it's different. Um, there's little animated segments and stuff like that. And it's, it's a, it's a great movie. Uh, I bought it because I liked it so much, um, and uh, Walter Day and Billy Mitchell signed it. Um, mm. It uh, I would definitely if you're listening to this, um, check out Man vs Snake. I, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, but anyway, after the movie, um, Billy Mitchell and Walter Day come back in, and what it turned into was a an, an intimate three hour conversation with Billy Mitchell and seven other people in the basement of the Crown Plaza Hotel. And it was so fucking surreal. I cannot put it to <laughs> words. Uh, it was amazing because um, Billy was up on stage and he was he was answering questions. But like at the start, no one was asking questions. Uh, and he's like, come on, questions, questions. And then like out of the blue, he fucking points at me and <laughs> says, I know you got a question. And I was like, yeah, I do. What do you think about the animated shorts that were in Man vs. Snake? And I have never been so fucking proud of myself <laughs> where I wasn't like, do you really like gorillas? Tap, tap, hog. Tap, tap, hog. Bye. So oh, he was, um, he answered all kinds of questions and then that kind of spun off into like some, um, some personal stuff, like how, um, King versus, uh, uh, uh the King of Kong, uh, has changed his day to day life and how like his portrayal in that movie has like really created this fringe group. Like he gets death letters. He gets like, I mean, he gets like crazy shit now. He's like most everybody's like a normal person and like doesn't go off the deep end, but he's like, there's 1% of people who are just like fucking hate him and let him know. And he says that he just forwards it all to, um, Walter day, of Steve Weeby twin guy <laughs> 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 who just files it all. So like what that, like that, I was like, that was like amazing to me where it's like, there's just a big file just full of hate mail to Billy Mitchell. That boggles my fucking mind. There was one thing that you texted me about that, like, because because I was at I wasn't there. I was at a, another thing that we'll talk about in the next episode. But you texted me one piece of information <laughs> from that Q and A that I, that I had to stop for like five minutes because I'm just like, what? Why did this come up? What? 
I'm it, sorry, what? <laughs> it was because it was the most surreal thing that I had to like, Paul sent me a message because he was at, um, he was at round one and I needed to go pick him up at some time, at some point so that yeah, he was stranded at, there. Yeah, they close at 2 a.m. and you got there like maybe 30 minutes before yeah, close. Yeah, it was like, well, so, I hope you brought a knife, I'm not leaving. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's like, I didn't want to leave. Like it was, Billy Mitchell was so compelling. Like I was really, it was just like, Everyone there had the attitude of we're not leaving until he does. <laughs> um, and it's like, I mean, it was it was amazing to hear him talk. Uh, it is like I told Paul, like, I'm fucking converted. And it's like, I, I kind of feel like I'm about to enter the Billy Mitchell cult because like he was, uh, it was just really interesting to hear him talk. Uh, and he was talking earnestly and it was, it was very, very different than his portrayal, uh, in the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, there's elements there, of course, that were, that were still there. Like he, he is cocky and like he even mentioned it like when he was talking on stage and he's like, yeah, I mean, that's me. Um, but I mean, not everything is, not everything is really like, so did he, was he displeased by the way he was portrayed in that movie then? Um, he said that he was displeased with a lot of things about the movie. Um, and I'll have to be honest with you before the movie, they also, uh, there was a panel that I did not go to because I'm not really pressed. Clearly. Uh, I, I rather, I was like, uh, I could go to that thing or I could just play Frogger for 40 minutes. The, the uh, Ghostbusters table is free. Cause all those people are in the panel. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I did get like a sweet 30 minutes in on that Ghostbusters table <laughs> instead of gathering information to share with our listeners. Uh, you're welcome. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> support us on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he he had spoken about uh, at that panel. I kind of picked it up through context clues um, that things didn't really the relationship between the movie makers, uh, the King of Kong, and uh, Billy Mitchell and Twin Galaxies. Just kind of their relationship is not really good anymore. Mm. Um. So yeah, it was interesting. It was it was not something I ever would have expected. I never I never would have expected to like enter a convention and then leave like that Billy Mitchell guy is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> like one thing, uh, uh, Walter Day is just the sweetest dude. Like you know, I, I believe that. I believe that whole oh, man. Uh, yeah. I, I, if anyone listening knows um, half a Tadpog sweethearts, Josh Nance. <laughs> He reminds me so much of Walter Day because it's like when I met him, I was like, oh, my God, it's old Josh Nance. <laughs> one thing I like, you know, because because he walked up to us at one Nicole point. Nicole is pretty Billy Mitchell-esque. But he like, you know, after I had taken my picture with uh, Billy, like he uh, he walked up to me and I had like my badge that had my name on it, you know, Paul Korn. And he, you know, he just points at my badge. He's just like. That's a that's a German, right? With an English spelling, and I'm, and it took me a while to figure out what he was getting at. But you know, my name, and I'm. Uh, I think I heard something about having some German, you know, like. But you know, he was just finding any in to a conversation, right. you know, like mm -hmm. uh, when he uh, when he saw Dave. Dave was wearing a shirt with a uh, uh, spikes uh, plane from uh, from a uh, Pagabo Bebop swordfish, and uh, you know, he just got oh that shirt, uh, the the password, and I'm like. That's a very old reference, <laughs> like, like to the point that I was worried that it was. Oh yeah, yeah, that that movie where we got to see uh, Halle Berry's boobs. You know, like, <laughs> but like, that's the first thing that I think of with password swordfish, as opposed to what, was it like an old Marx Brothers movie or something? I think so. Yeah, but um, 
But yeah, like, it, you know, it was just one of those things that it, they're in very different ways. Both of them are, are just insanely charming people. Absolutely. You know? And like hearing uh, Billy talk about his relationship with Walter was really cool because it's like, um, Billy is like, he expressed that he's good at reading people and getting, getting what needs to be done. Like he can, he can, he, I wouldn't say manipulate, but like he can, he can read a person and then like, um, get what he needs from them. I guess that is manipulating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that you've become a full on apologist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like even when he does stuff that, you know, is kind of a dick move. You're no, still, no, 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 it's, no, it's fine. fine. It's, no, fine. No, it's fine. It's fine though. It's, because they because just need Billy. to pay for those tickets. <laughs> I mean, he is like, uh, like, a narcissist to the point that he's a sociopath, but it's, it's, I mean, I don't want to say it. It's fine. But, he, but he's just the sweetest no. sociopath, man. You guys are wrong. You guys are wrong about Billy Mitchell. And I'm here to say it. I mean, I will. I will grant you that I have my position has warmed up on him, and maybe it would be different if I had gone to that panel. Like I had maybe a total of three minutes of interaction with him, but the fact that it improved that much based on that says a lot. Yeah, you know. Well, it's in, it was interesting to hear Billy talk about how um, he and Walter kind of operate because it's like Billy says that Walter's very like, uh, as he put it, kumbaya, and it's like everything everyone's good, everything's fine, um, and he's because of that. Billy was saying that um, sometimes people might take advantage uh, mm-hmm. of someone who who mm-hmm. who lives life like that. So Billy like kind of sees. Uh, he would like he would do things essentially uh, out of their best interest, and it's like Walter would like, for example, be like, you know, I've I've left three messages for this guy, and he hasn't gotten back to me. Billy, you're good with this. Can you can you handle it? Um, and then that would kind of be like Billy's thing. He'd be like, yeah, and he'd call him up and throw then, a brick through his window. Yeah, essentially <laughs> do what it fucking <laughs> took to like get the guy to call back. Uh, <laughs> So I thought it was cool, and I and I think that the that them together is a really cool. Um, there's a really cool. That's a really cool relationship. I'm curious, uh, do, uh, because I didn't get to see the movie either. I bought it, so I will be watching it soon. But uh, does the movie help to change your view of Billy Mitchell at all? The Man vs. Snake, because I saw bit. that he was featured in it, but uh, I don't know how much. A little bit, not not um, not heavily. Okay, um, he is he is in it, but mainly through interviews. Gotcha. And the movie's really cool because, like, what they'll do is, um, and this is what Billy's answer was, and Walter was there uh, as well. So they both kind of chimed in when I asked the question about what they thought of the animation in the movie. Um, cause it like adds this whimsical quality to it that I don't think King of Kong had. Mm-hmm. Um, and Walter was saying that the reason that they used all that animation was because they had a lot of interviews, um, because the nature of this documentary, there wasn't like a whole lot of footage that they had that they could show. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they essentially animated a lot of the crew that would play at Twin Galaxies. Um, as they were when they were like 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. They like they like take everybody and then de-age them like based on photographs and stuff. Mm. So like what would happen is like 
Billy would be uh, doing an interview, and then as he was talking, um, there would be like uh, animation that's essentially uh, showing what he's talking about. So it, it was really neat, and that that's like so he is in the movie a lot, but it's it's more just like um, through interviews and stuff like that. I, gotcha. I had to fight not interrupting you when you said de age. I was like, no, Dave. The the term I think is euthanize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, I uh, so yeah, the surreal the message that I sent you when you were asking because we never touched yeah, back yeah, on that because <laughs> you were like, hey man, are you coming to round one? Yeah, I just wanted to make sure you weren't in a ditch somewhere, yeah. you know, like because you said you it, like I knew the movie started at nine, it was gonna run until about ten thirty, maybe ten forty, and then you know like come eleven fifteen, you're not there, and I'm like. Okay, is everything all right? You you coming? And then, like, because of signal issues, I just get a thing that says it's interesting, and I'm like, <laughs> my messages went all out of order. Yeah. I said. <laughs> but like, what made it like so? I would love that I was able to send Paul a text message that said, uh, "Billy Mitchell uses shampoo called It's a Ten." <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know how that came up. Did somebody ask him what his hair care routine was? Yes. Yeah, okay. Someone asked him. Uh, there was a woman there who asked him what shampoo he uses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was really, really interesting. That was honestly my favorite thing about the convention was was that movie and then the Q&A after it. Because it was um, really, really insightful. Like, I felt like I was gaining information that was like, it, it was like a private conversation uh, is, that, mm-hmm. is the kind of feeling it was. Because there were seven people by, like who stuck around to the very end. See, I've heard Bill, Bill Clinton also has that quality to turn any size room into an intimate conversation. Really? So when you said that, I was like, oh, okay, I, I get that. I see that. That's interesting because um, one of the questions for Billy was, who's going to be your running mate in 2020? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he said that uh, he thinks that he could make a good politician because he says that he's good with people, uh, but he doesn't like lying, Tyler. That's a good quality about Billy Mitchell. <laughs> you know who says like that? Lying. Liars. <laughs> you know who's... I'm Billy Mitchell. <laughs> Not my Billy Mitchell. You shut your mouth. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I, I love that. Like we have the full spectrum where somebody that has been fully on, uh, fully br- uh, brainwashed, <laughs> yeah. for lack of a better term. You know, uh, someone who got a taste, so he gets where it's coming from, yeah. and then the guy that's just like, you guys are both fucking crazy. <laughs> you know, like this guy is a demon. <laughs> uh, what no one here knows. Uh, is- movies don't lie. All right. <laughs> is that it's the- a documentary? All that's fact the husk of my original body is in the trunk of my celica are you just possessed by by billy mitchell's hair is i'm, what, I'm what you would call a billy mitchell uh nanite at this moment just... <laughs> oh man I, I it was really interesting and it was it was totally like i it, it as someone who is i would i would qualify myself as a skeptic uh, as someone who's skeptical about a lot of things, uh, it was interesting to leave that panel and be like, you know what? I mean, I like I like Billy Mitchell. Yeah, I, I, I mean, to be fair, I 100% believe he is an absolutely likable guy, mm-hmm. you know, and it makes me want to reanalyze some of the stuff from King of Kong. Yeah, but I but some of that, unless you're saying that some of that is out and out fabricated there's not in hollywood paul yeah you know what i mean though (laughs) i know you know uh, like you know just some of the stuff that happened in the course of that movie feels very uh, uh, like 
hard to justify, you know. Well, I do and know. I, 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 I mean, I kind of wish that I could be at a panel where he talks about some of that stuff, you know, like, and I'm sure that he's kind of heart and tired of talking about that specifically by this point, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. It just, it's, it's something that I'd like to look at again, you know. He is definitely a competitive guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that is like, I mean, that was apparent where it's like, if he wants to win something, he's going to like, that's, that's it. Like he's going to, he's, he's going to, to win. He's not going to give up until he wins. And it's interesting, like hearing him talk about like, um, skill in games. Like, I think that was really cool. Um, I, there wasn't enough time afterwards because like he was trying to kind of like, he was edging closer to the door and people <laughs> kept asking questions kind of deal. But what I would have loved to have asked <clears throat> is, um, what do you think about like now that when you go to a convention and stuff like that, you're not putting quarters into a machine? Like, where's the drive to like? Because he kept talking about like one of their goals was to last as long as you could on a quarter. Like, it was like a challenge. It was like to beat the game developer at the game by making it last as absolutely long as possible. So, like, the question would be like, is that truly, is that like tied to the quarter? Like at what point? Cause it's difficult for me, um, who was born in 81 to, I mean, I can kind of grasp that concept, but mm-hmm. like most of my life, classic video games I played on free play. So it's, it's difficult for me to like tie that directly to a very physical loss. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm not really losing anything when I lose the game, but like these guys who are playing these games, um, before me, uh, I mean, they were losing, they were literally losing money. Uh, and like the more, the more times they die, the more money they'd lose. So it's a really interesting like way to think about it because I don't think about games like that anymore because in modern mm-hmm. games, a lot of modern games are like trying to tell a story. And, and I think that's a great thing. I love that about games. Like I love games that have narratives, but like, it's a very interesting, um, like there's, there's stark contrast to the games that, um, Billy Mitchell is playing competitively, mm-hmm. uh, because it's like, that was very much a competition. Um, there's not a whole lot of story to, to Donkey Kong, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of like, this is a game. Well, if you see the Mario timeline, Dave, you'll yeah. see there's a lot of story. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's like, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, those are, I feel like those are just games that are very much games. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like those, those games are closer to sport, I think, than modern day games are to sport, like, for example. Okay, mm-hmm. I get that. Like, there's skill that goes into modern games, absolutely. But it seems like a lot of modern games are very much like, I mean, we want there to be skill involved, but we also want to make sure that we tell a compelling story and that there are characters that you're interested in. Like, even, you know, uh, like modern day shooters that a lot of people shit on, us included. Um, I mean, they do have at least some Josh small Nance. amount. Not really. Yeah, exactly. Not real game. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's interesting. And next year, I hope to ask him that. I was fucking kicking myself because Walter Day, um, he saw the the press badge that I was wearing. He's like, "Oh, your press." And I was like, "Yeah, uh, I do a podcast, um, and uh, we talk about old video games." And he's like, would you like to do an interview? And I was like, yeah, I would love to do an interview. However, I do not have any equipment here. And he's like, oh, well, I could, I mean, I can, I can round Billy up and we can do some interviews. And I was like, I would love to do that, but I do not. <laughs> I literally, 
uh, have just my laptop and the internal mic is garbage. <laughs> so next year, mm-hmm. seriously, we'll get that yeah. next year. Cool I want to get one of the handy recorders and like. Um, Walter was really nice. And I'll ask mm-hmm. Billy Mitchell, like, where do you get off? Yeah. <laughs> Question one, how dare you? <laughs> Dave was my friend before you <laughs> talked to him. Now he is gone. <laughs> now every time I see him, he's wearing some kind of American flag. He's got chicken ties. He's always talking about hot sauce. <laughs> he's got a tattoo on his back just says, please, Billy Mitchell, and an arrow pointing down. <laughs> just. I'm glad you brought up hot sauce because... I'm glad you brought up sodomy. <laughs> That's the real hot sauce. The second thing I heard him say was, I should have brought hot sauce. Everybody's asking me about hot sauce. Yeah, what the fuck did he bring hot sauce? And I guess that would have made him look like an asshole if he'd like dragged a pallet of hot sauce yeah. behind him. <laughs> he rides in on a forklift. <laughs> you want to talk to me? Go through the hot sauce. Uh, the reason he uses It's a Tin shampoo is because the same place that they store it is where they store his hot sauce. Oh my god! <laughs> so he said that there is there is a room where they keep all the damaged goods, and uh, they let him just take whatever he wants from there. <laughs> so I love that. Oh my god, that's amazing! So he said, in exchange for this, I will anytime anyone asks me uh, what shampoo I use, I'll make sure to give you guys a plug. So <laughs> that. Honestly, that is amazing right there. I fucking That's... loved it. I fucking loved it. I had a really good time at this convention. I'm glad. Oh, man. Good time. You guys have any other big moments to share? Uh, we went to another uh, panel that was like 90s nostalgia. Yeah. Um, they they had a uh, they had a game developer from... Well, he's been around f- since like the 80s. Uh, Brian Collin, I think it is. He's the guy That's that right. uh, he's the guy. He was like the lead artist on a rampage. Uh, developed uh, General Chaos. Um, uh, some other stuff that I'm trying to remember offhand. Uh, a lot of stuff for Midway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he was a, he was a big guy there. Yeah. Um, and it that was really cool hearing him talk. Um, it was a little. It wasn't so much '90s nostalgia, and it was more just kind of uh, listening to him about his process. Yeah, and like how like his how he would illustrate things and they would come to life in the games and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. And he talked about design decisions, arch rivals being another one of his games. Yeah. Uh, we played, uh, what was it? Uh, pigskin. pigskin at galloping ghosts. Right. That was, n- that was another one of his that I did not realize existed. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I, and I wouldn't have played it today yeah. if, if it's we Vikings playing him. football and they beat each other up a lot and it's really hard to <laughs> keep up with sometimes. <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that's, that was an interesting game. Yeah. So that was that was the other highlight, um, which I mean, uh, I didn't get to spend as much time with him as I did mm-hmm. with Walter or, or Billy, but um, it was still first cool name basis. You know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Walt and Bill. Oh <laughs> uh, man, because <laughs> that's that's hitting about time. Oh, that was that was good. I enjoyed that. Not a lot of goofs in this one. Eh, it's all right. <laughs> um, but I, I, man, I I really do. I I think this was a fun con. And I would definitely want to go next year. And um, hopefully we can all go together mm-hmm. um, and split a room four ways because that would be really cool. I'd love to have or more, way. or more ways. More, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have downright orgy. Four, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll have Tadpog prom up there. It'll be great. <laughs> yes. I, I have a confession to make. 
I did a horrible job promoting our show uh, when we were up there. <laughs> That's okay. Like a really, really, really horrible job. I there was a last... gave out that one card. The, I gave out. I gave out <laughs> a card to a guy, and then what happened was I got to the end of the con, and it was like, oh, I didn't do anything with these cards. I just dumped a bunch on a table. <laughs> so there you go. I didn't even wear a Tadpog shirt because I feel self-conscious because my Wearing face your, is on yeah, it. No, I, I get that. I get that 100%. <laughs> so there's that. So I did a bad job, but I had a fun time. You should have made me wear a shirt. That's that's what you should have done yeah. in retrospect. But wear a shirt. Because you were shirtless the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I wish Paul put on a shirt. Make me, Dave. Well, I'm not going to make you put on a shirt. You're a big boy. You go shirtless. It's your decision. You're going to have to wrestle me. Like Randy from Trailer Park Boys. I'm allergic to shirts. Uh, it burns. That's how you know it's a shirt. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. You find the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. So to miss the next episode, it'll be part two of... Uh, Our journey to Chicago. Dave Dave and Paul's (laughs) awesome Chicago extravaganza. (laughs) More goofs on that episode, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, If you like this show, uh, you can go to iTunes. You can go to Stitcher. You can uh, give us a heart on SoundCloud. You know, whatever. A heart on? What's this about a heart on? (laughs) Give us a heart on on SoundCloud. (laughs) It's working. (laughs) I can feel it. You can go to Amazon, buy a shirt, and leave a review there, too. It's fine. We like all sorts of five star reviews. So um, if there's any, if there's a game you want us to play, guess host you want for an episode or a Patreon request, there's plenty of ways to get in touch with us. Just contact us, mm-hmm. and whatever whatever you put out there for us, we promise we will get to that eventually. eventually. Don't worry, guys. Like Tyler said, we're going to be back. We're going to be talking about specifically um, our experiences at Round One and Galloping Ghost Arcade. Uh, in the meantime, you can always find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash tadpog. I am working really hard to try to publish more content on there. And I want to give a quick shout out um, to Jacob of Wolf Fighting Fame, who has been recently feeding me content. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you have recently read a post on our Facebook page, there's like an 80% chance that that came from Jacob. So Jacob, thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, also, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Tadpog underscore podcast. It's cumbersome. I realize, hey, uh, I tweeted a lot today and yesterday. (laughs) Um, So if you are interested in um, what happened at the con or after the con, uh, check us out. We're uh, at Tadpog underscore podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey. The con being where Billy Mitchell duped you. I get it. (laughs) He didn't dupe me. He, He... he converted. He showed me. him the light, Tyler. <laughs> I am an apostle. <laughs> uh, you can. Hey, did you enjoy this? I know that you did. Um, hey, would you like to give us money to go to more cons? Uh, you can do so uh, at Patreon.com/slash/tadpog. Um, at a heartfelt thank you to those who um, who donate. Uh, I would like to take a moment to thank some people, Douglas from Better Made, uh, who has upped his pledge. Douglas, thank you. We appreciate it. I would like to thank Exalted Lord Micah Perdue uh, for keeping that penny trainer rolling. Thank you. I'd like to thank Sandwich Pope Phil Hawkins for uh, upping his pledge. Thank you very much. And I would like to thank Brett Miller for upping his pledge. Thank you very much. 
And I would like to thank the bloodied, bloody-handed Otaku Jack of Ziggy Moons, Mike H., who just recently upped his pledge as well. Uh, that is a lot of people to yeah, thank. Is. You guys mm-hmm. are fucking amazing. Um, oops, I'm not done. Thank <laughs> you, Kyle <laughs> Pertleball, also for upping your pledge. It's all berries. Um, you guys, seriously, this is amazing. It seriously is amazing. So thank you very, very much. Um, would you like to call us? Do you have any questions? Would you like to leave us a voicemail or send us a text message? You can do that at 270-883-2555. How do you feel about my new position on Billy Mitchell? Give me a call. (laughs) I have a feeling it's going to be kind of controversial. Oh, it's probably going to be negative. Yeah. Yeah. um, I'm, I'm fine being the Billy Mitchell of this podcast. I've, they said that about Jonestown too. Yeah. <laughs> I met the, I met the man. <laughs> oh my god! Is there a Paul's uh, coolness package that you want to send us anything to open on the show to eat to give us an interesting intro a game you want us to expedite to play? So anything like that you can send to Tadbog Studios, care of Nicole Nance, PO Box three seven eight five, Paducah, Kentucky four two zero zero two. We also have an Instagram. I've been posting more stuff on that recently. Most of it's Pokemon related, but hey, <laughs> it's content. So yeah. you can see that at Tadpuck underscore podcast. Have you been po- uh, posting your sweet catches? Uh, what did I recently post? Well, let me open up Instagram because I posted some things today. I think I posted because I got the... Um, oh, nothing Billy Mitchell what, related. All those. <laughs> nah, okay. Never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> no. Oh, when I get the, the flurry of 10K eggs... I posted that that screenshot. God damn you. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I've gotten like three fucking 10K eggs. So, yeah, that's there. Thanks for, because um, you still have to drive two hours, Paul. So thanks for thanks for coming on. And we're not done recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. This is future Paul's problem right yeah, now. No, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> this is Chandra's problem tomorrow. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's more like my supervisors at work's problems. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> um, our theme song is moved. I see more drive. Link to that track. We found the show at tabblog.com. How do you guys want to close this out? I don't know if there's a good Billy Mitchell Don't impression. you dare. No. <laughs> don't you dare. We don't can't, sully we can't, his voice. We can't do the man justice. So <laughs> next. We don't have a Metatron to next. properly be his voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh what was that actor's name why can't I think of it right now Alan Rickman Alan Rickman yeah Alan Rickman's dead so no one can speak for Billy Mitchell it's fine <laughs> except for us who close the show out as Alan Rickman <laughs> yeah Alan alright so until next time Tropical Capricorn Potter Harry Potter yeah for me Alan Rickman Harry Potter, Alan Rickman. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going to name my son. The Rickmaning.